Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Medal of Honor Monday. It's so good to be back in the seat. Now, the one thing before I get to Medal of Honor Monday, I'm going to do really quickly. I said this would offend people. I just brought up Philly cheesesteaks and what I liked and didn't like. I have to say something. It's going to be ugly out there for me. I know that. Remember, you can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I did have a pizza because I was told to try the Philadelphia pizza. Philadelphia pizza might be better than New York pizza. Philadelphia pizza is really, really, really good. There, 
I said it. I got it off my chest now. Without further ado, it's time for Medal of Honor Monday. Every Monday at this time, you know how it goes. We take a Medal of Honor citation and we just read it. We want to remember the men. We want to remember the deeds. We want to hold up somebody for our children, for my sons. My sons, listen. We want to hold up somebody in front of them and say, this is who you want to be. Not the movie star, the YouTube star. You want to be this. This is, this is who you want to take after. And we do take suggestions as well. On top of your love, hate, death threats that I'll get from talking about New York City pizza in that way, I also want to make sure you know you can email in suggestions from Medal of Honor Monday. Do you have relatives? Do you have friends? Is there one you just like? And we have stacks of them. Yeah, Chris said this one's from March, so we have a backlog. But please email them in. Jesse, this is the email. Use my grandson's names if you can. Sava and Damien. Oracle Jesse, if you need an example of an outstanding Medal of Honor recipient, please consider John Hawk of the 90th Infantry Battalion. Me and my two oldest grandsons listen to you every Monday just before karate class. Keep up the battle. My name is Guile. I appreciate all you do. You know, with a name like John Hawk, you're probably born to win, well, earn, I should say, a Medal of Honor, but here he is. Honoring those who went above and beyond, it's Medal of Honor Monday. John Drews Bud Hawk, US, Ar- U.S. Army, World War II, Europe. He manned a light machine gun on the 20th of August, 1944, near Chambois, France, a key point in the encirclement which created the Falai Pocket. During an enemy counterattack, his position was menaced by a strong force of tanks and infantry. His fire forced the infantry to withdraw but an artillery shell knocked out his gun and wounded him in the right thigh. Securing a bazooka, he and another man stalked the tanks and forced them to retire to a wooded section. In the lull which followed, Sergeant Hawk reorganized two machine gun squads and, in the face of intense enemy fire, directed the assembly of one workable weapon from two damaged guns. That's amazing. When another enemy assault developed, he was forced to pull back from the pressure of spearheading armor. Two of our tank destroyers were brought up. Their shots were ineffective because of the terrain until Sergeant Hawk, despite his wound, boldly climbed to an exposed position on a knoll where, unmoved by fusillades from the enemy, he became a human aiming stake for the destroyers. Realizing that his shouting fire directions could not be heard above the noise of battle, he ran back to the destroyers through a concentration of bullets and shrapnel to correct the range. He returned to his exposed position, repeating this performance until two of the tanks were knocked out and a third driven off. Still at great risk, he continued to direct the destroyers' fire into the Germans' wooded position until the enemy came out and surrendered. Sergeant Hawk's fearless initiative and heroic conduct, even while suffering from a painful wound, was in large measure responsible for crushing two desperate attempts of the enemy to escape from the Falai pocket and for taking more than 500 prisoners. Now, I need to explain something before we move back on to politics. And we're going to talk about 
our institutions and our experts, because there's a big debate out there with vaccines and RFK Jr. and Pia Hotez and all kinds of, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. That's going to tie me into some history stuff, but I did it, clarify something here. Tanks come out, German tanks. You need to blow these tanks up. There are only so many weapons that can blow up a tank. That's why eventually they brought out tank destroyers. Now, tank destroyers, these ones, they fire indirectly. What does that mean for civilian types? Every military person will know what I mean or military geek will know what I mean. That means I don't look at the tank and shoot straight at the tank. I will fire in the air at an arc and the round will come down and boom, land on the tank. Right? Uh, mortars, what I did, mortar fire is indirect fire. You don't aim it right at something and shoot it. You shoot it up in the air and you lob it down. Well, how did we aim mortars? I won't go into all the different ways and details, but we had stakes that we put out in front of our mortar position. You dig a mortar pit and you sink the base plate and your mortar set up. And then out in front of your mortar position, you have stakes set up. That is what you will sight in on after everything is called and you will sight in on those stakes to aim your mortar because... I can't, for the most part, this changes sometimes, but for the most part, I can't really see what I'm shooting at. Or if I can, it's really far away. So I need someone to call it in. I'll line up the stakes the way I need it. Boom, boom, boom. Lord willing, the enemy's dead. That's the way it's supposed to work. Wait, are you supposed to say Lord willing, the enemy's dead, Chris? I probably didn't think of that through. Anyway, you understand what I'm saying. Back to this. The tank destroyers are out there. They're not hitting their target because they can't see their target. So John Hawk runs and stands on a knoll, completely exposed to direct the destroyers the direction where they need to lob the rounds. I just, look, it, it kind of got lost in the middle of honor citation because it wasn't totally clear unless you knew what they were talking about. That's suicidal. You don't stand on a knoll. You hide behind the knoll and pray to God you live through the day. You never stand on top of it. Why? Because then you stick out like a sore thumb and everyone starts shooting at you. But apparently when you're John Hawk, you uh, none of that matters and you just don't even care about your life anymore. All you want to do is end German lives. And that's freaking awesome. Now, you know what's not awesome? Our politicians... And more specifically, forget the politicians, set them aside for a moment. We'll come back to that. Our experts, RFK Jr., he's been in the news a lot lately. He's definitely been in the news more than he was in the beginning, which tells me that RFK Jr. is saying things people like. He's saying things people are interested in. He's saying things that appeal to people. Before I play RFK Jr., and then I play the expert and I do a little history thing about the experts. We're about to geek out on history, history here briefly for a second. I need to clarify my thoughts on RFK Jr. Because a lot of people email in and ask, what do you think about RFK? What do you think about RFK? Well, remember, I don't trust anybody running for office. And RFK Jr. is no different. And RFK Jr. has been one of these climate change nutballs his entire life. And RFK Jr., I know he hasn't exactly been a hermit. That he hasn't been out there doing this stuff. And all of a sudden, in this presidential election cycle, RFK Jr. just rolls right out. And look, I'm suspicious. All right. I'm, I'm very, very suspicious. And I'm very nervous. Why am I nervous? 
Joe Biden is right now, even though I don't think he's going to run, he's the likely Democrat nominee. No one will challenge him if he does run. Donald Trump right now is the leading candidate to be the Republican nominee. Now, those two don't have a whole lot in common, but they each have one thing in common, and that's for sure. They both say the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Joe Biden does every day. Go get your booster. Donald Trump's still out there every day. We've saved hundreds of millions of lives. The reason it makes me nervous with RFK Jr. is he's hardcore anti-vaccine. If RFK Jr. gets frozen out of the Democrat debates, and he probably will be, they probably won't even have debates, and RFK Jr. takes his ball and goes home and throws a hissy fit and runs independent, Joe Biden is going to be president again because RFK Jr. is going to pull enough anti-vax votes away from the other two because you're giving the anti-vax candidates only one candidate. He's going to pull enough votes away that Joe Biden's going to get elected again. And I'm very nervous this is going to happen. Chris, write this down, and I pray to God I'm wrong. I'm very, very nervous this is what's going to happen with RFK Jr. So I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. I also don't think with that voice thing he has, I know it's a disease thing. I don't think he's ever going to get as much traction. Sorry, life's unfair. It's going to matter. What, Chris? Chris see, Chris said, is he a plant? I don't know that I want to go that far to say plant. I want to say I don't trust what I see. That's all I'm saying. I don't have inside information on him. I'm not telling you I know something I don't trust him. And when you consider what I just said about the general election, what happens if he runs independent? If RFK runs independent and Trump's our nominee and Joe Biden's their nominee, Joe Biden's president again. Period. End of story. It's it's not avoidable. It makes me nervous. makes me think someone's up to something. Now, all that said, you want to do some history with me? We're going to use this RFK stuff to lead into a little bit of history, and I can't help it. I'm in a mood. We'll get to that in a moment before we do that. Let's do this. You've heard me talk to you a bunch about emergency three-month food kits, and then I tell you about my Patriot Supply. But I, I understand this. I understand that money doesn't grow on trees. And I understand it's not affordable for everybody to just go buy an emergency three-month food kit for everyone who lives in the house. Not everyone can do that. It costs money. I get that. Well, the good news is my Patriot Supply gets that too. They have a deal right now on a four-week emergency food kit. Is it three months? No, it's not. I would rather you have three months. But get four weeks. It's better than nothing. Four weeks. Everyone in your home needs a four-week emergency food kit. And they have a great price on it right now. Free shipping. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. All right? Preparewithjessikelly.com. I know not everybody can get three months worth. Get that. Get four weeks. Prepare with jessekelly.com. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. We just did Medal of Honor Monday, and that was sweet. Remember, you can download the iHeartRadio app free. Also, remember this. You can download the podcast of this show and every show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. And remember this, we just got word in about the 300 blackout round I shot on Sunday. It made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it turns into a gun. Makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. 
I'm sad to say, you know, all those people who've climbed Mount Everest because it was the tallest mountain in the world. Well, it's not anymore. Apparently my, uh, apparently my 300 blackout rounds, I forgot I had the pistol brace on it. I guess it hit near the summit and the top 1500 feet of Mount Everest has now been taken off because of that freaking pistol grip, pistol brace. So just a heads up for everybody. Anyway, now let's get back to this. The RFK Jr. I gave you my caution. This is what I'm worried about. Now, this is what he said. He was talking about Peter Hotez. Peter Hotez is, you know what? Let me introduce you to Peter Hotez first. So the point is anti-vaccine disinformation, it's always done a lot of damage and harm, but now it's a yeah. lethal force in the United States. And that's why we thats why we have to have that discussion. And I offered to come and talk to go on Joe Rogan again. I've been on a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. So RFK Jr., RFK Jr. is saying this. So the point is anti-vaccine. Oh, that's the wrong one. RFK Jr. is saying this. Have you had anyone debate you publicly about any of these? They, nobody will debate me. For 18 years, nobody will debate me. In fact, I've scheduled many, many debates. And I've asked Hotez many, many times to debate me. And I think you've asked him, here, why don't you debate Robert Kennedy? And he said, because he's a cunning lawyer or something like that. Mm, but, um, yeah. but I've debated Hotez on the telephone with uh, you know, with kind of a referee, and uh, you know, I, his his science is 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 just made up. He cannot stand by it. He can't cite studies. Okay. RFK Jr. went on and said, "This COVID vaccine's garbage. It's poison. It's killing people." I challenge Hotez to a, deba- a debate. Joe Rogan said, "Why don't you come on Hotez and debate him?" Hotez finally went on MSNBC and had this to say: "I understand what political debates are, but in science, we don't typically do debates. What we do is we write scientific papers, we present our findings in front of a critical audience of our peers to solicit their their input and, and suggestions. But it's- we don't do debates." I don't do debates in science. In science, we don't do debates. But why won't Peter Hotez, why won't he debate Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? It doesn't make any sense. He has all all these degrees, all these awards. He's a senior fellow here and Harvard there. And all these, he even goes on television. This is how you know he's a weapons grade dork. He even goes on television with his white lab coat just to prove to you he is the science, he is a doctor. Why won't he debate RFK Jr.? It would make sense if he would. Well, I will explain why. He won't debate RFK Jr. because he can't debate RFK Jr. Now, remember, I just explained, I'm not some RFK Jr. fanboy. I don't do that, pom-poms and all the works. He won't debate RFK Jr. because he can't debate RFK Jr. And he can't debate RFK Jr. because he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He actually is really dumb, and he doesn't even know anything about the things he's supposed to be an expert in. Here's Peter Hotez from 2021. Do keep in mind that virtually everything you hear here is an outright lie. 
They're also halting PCR positive infection. They're actually stopping asymptomatic transmission over 90%. And I think that's going to be true of all of the vaccines uh, released through Operation Warp Speed. And if that is the case, what it means is that as we move to a fully vaccinated uh, population in the United States, we're going to halt transmission. I, I have a lot of optimism we can vaccinate our way through. Okay, that's an outright lie. It's either wrong or an outright lie. He's either evil or he's an idiot, but there's not a third direction. So how can that happen? Let's just pause on this because we're about to get into history and this will be cool. We're about to tie history into this. How could that happen? How could this super accomplished doctor with all these titles and all these awards and he knows everything and he certainly knows more than you, idiot, and me because I'm so stupid and he's smart and we're stupid and he's smart. So how could somebody who's an expert in his field say things like this? They're also halting PCR positive infection. They're actually stopping asymptomatic transmission over 90%. And I think that's going to be true of... We will discuss how he could be so wrong about something in a historical sense in just a moment. But first, we're going to discuss Tunnel to Towers and how much I love them. Because I do. And I love Tunnel to Towers for a few different reasons. One, I am very familiar with the, quote, nonprofit world, and I know how scummy and evil it can be and how you they swindle people out of money with these nice-sounding things, and then all the money goes into lining the chairman's pockets. I've seen it so many times. Go look up Tunnel to Towers. Look at their charity rating. Your money goes to the widows and orphans. First responder families. Gold Star families. When you give to Tunnel to Towers, it goes where you want it to go. And caring for widows and orphans is something we are commanded to do. Tunnel to Towers has been doing it for a long time and they're going to keep doing it. But they only do it with our help. They cannot do it without you. $11 a month is what they ask for. T, the number two, T.org. T2T.org. All right? History time. Next. Jesse Kelly here with a message that's about safety. When it comes to protecting your loved ones, it's not just about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Picture this. A situation arises where you or your loved ones are threatened. Instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. What if there was a way to effectively defend yourself and de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. We don't always need to go to DEFCON 1. We just need protection to confidently ensure we can defuse the situation and drive the threat away immediately. Berna is legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Berna is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I keep hearing that a lot of people are still on the fence about owning gold and silver. Have we already forgotten about the bank closures, inflation, global instability, World War Three that sadly may be coming? Look, precious metals, you need them for various reasons. You want tangible currency on hand, a portfolio diversification strategy. It's a hedge against inflation. You need value, stored value that stands the test of time. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. The Oxford Gold Group are the pro they make owning gold and silver easy and simple. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. You've heard me say it. Dog food is dead food. Truth is, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black created Rough Greens because of his love and concern for dogs. By the way, he's an amazing man. A former Airborne Ranger, Green Beret, and helicopter pilot, but now Dr. Black has a new mission to help us do what's best for our furry family members. I am so glad he created Rough Greens to help dogs who suffer from itching, scratching, bad breath, digestive and elimination problems, and low energy. Rough Greens is packed with vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega oils, and antioxidants. Your dog really will feel better and live longer. Fred is certainly proof of that, and Dr. Black wants to prove it to you with a free jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. Just cover the shipping. You don't even have to change your dog's food just sprinkle on a scoop of rough greens go to roughgreens.com slash jesse for your free jumpstart trial bag that's roughgreens.com slash jesse or call 833-33-MY-DOG get the cure for rhinos weekdays with the jesse kelly show it is the jesse kelly show already halfway through the show that kind of sucks but it's monday don't worry i'm here all week no more book tour stuff no more any of that obviously the book is still available and still killing it i can't believe how much you like it it's still available at jessekellybook.com we still have signed copies you can buy it's it's whatever you want i i, I just can't believe how well the anti-communist manifesto has taken off but let's do a little bit of history. As I brought up Peter Hotez before, just before the break, in case you're just joining us, and how he's always been wrong about everything, and not even my opinion wrong. Factually, he's just been wrong. I decided, as as we were coming back from break, I would actually just pull up a quick bio. Wikipedia's first thing that came up, but this is accurate. So this is, listen to this. Listen to who Peter Hotez is. Listen to his pedigree. 
He serves as the founding dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine, professor of pediatrics and molecular virology and microbiology at Baylor College of Medicine, where he is also the director of Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development and Texas Children's Hospital Endowed Chair in Tropical Pediatrics and University Professor, I'm not making this up, and University Professor of Biology at Baylor College of Medicine. He served previously as president of the American Society of Tropical Medicine and Hygiene. He's the founding editor-in-chief of PLA. I could keep going. I could, keep going. I could go down the list of his, his schools. It's Yale. It's Cornell. It's Rockefeller. It's George Washington. It... So why is he stupid? How could somebody with a resume like that, how could somebody that accomplished say something so factually wrong how could he look up at the sky and assure you in his professional opinion that it is green they're also halting pcr positive infection they're actually stopping asymptomatic transmission over 90 percent and i think that's going to be true of all of the vaccines uh released through operation warp speed and if that is the case what it means is that as we move to a fully vaccinated uh, population in the United States, we're going to halt transmission. I, I have a lot of optimism. We can vaccinate our way through. Okay, so our experts are idiots. He's stupid because we don't have a culture that produces experts anymore. Not many of them anyway. Because we're a late-stage republic, a late-stage republic with our cultural institutions rotting, our cultural institutions are now incapable of producing what we need them to produce. And I actually don't even want to just make this about the field of medicine. I hear this because we have so many, and I don't know why, but I just I love this. We have so many guys in the trades, so many guys in the trades who listen to the show. And when I have welders email in, when I have people, people in various trades email in, and doctors and pilots, you remember, I've read you these emails, all kinds of different fields, they will tell me things to the effect of, Jesse, I'm really worried about the coming welders, about the coming pilots, about the coming doctors, because the guys who are switched on and know what they're doing, they're all leaving, and now... Jesse, it's just morons teaching morons. Well, how do you get to be an expert? How are you an expert in anything? You're, for, for the most part, your cultural institutions have to create that expertise. They have to create it. You have to have institutions that are filled with actual experts nurturing the next generation of experts. We don't have that. I've, I've been doing a bunch of nerding out recently, a bunch of reading on the Mongols. Now, I, I'm going to do a couple base level things here because I realize not everybody nerds out on history and everyone falls in love with history at a different time in their life in a different way. So allow me to explain. If you look at Asia, just picture all of Asia, a huge place. And you were to draw a big, fat, horizontal line from east to west down the middle of it. This is very rough. Just take my word for it. That's what they call the Asian step. The Asian step. S-T-E. 
PPE. This place historically, not anymore now, but forever. I'm talking from Roman times and on to a couple thousand years later, before Roman times. This place was famous for being a very harsh weather environment, which it obviously still is. The weather is still the same. And it has all kinds of weathers from freezing cold to burning hot to mountains to barren to everything. And it's an area infamous for horse archer warriors. For many obvious reasons, the people had to develop that skill set if they were on the Asian steppe. You can't really be on foot a bunch. You need to be able to move You need to be able to move great distances, move great distances quickly, and forget warrior stuff. Just to hunt and survive, you need to be able to shoot a bow and arrow from the saddle, and it needs to be powerful, and you need to be mega accurate with it. And so all these different horse archer tribes come from the Asian steppe. Just stay with me. I'm nerding out on history. I don't care. I'm not in any rush. I'll take as long as I feel like it. I love this stuff. So when you read uh, something about the Scythians, you've heard, you've heard of the Scythians, maybe. Horse archers. Have you heard of Attila the Hun? Everyone's heard of Attila the Hun. Beaten up on the Romans. The Huns were horse archers. Part of the reasons they gave the Romans nightmares. These people, they're all on freaking horseback. And not only are they horse archers, These bow and arrows, they're much stronger than anything we had. They penetrate our armor. You've heard of Crassus. Remember Julius Caesar in his time? The triumvirate. Julius Caesar, Pompey, Magnus, and Crassus was part of the first Roman triumvirate. That's how eventually Caesar took over and came to power. These three powerful guys. Crassus was this massively wealthy man, maybe the most wealthy man who ever lived. How did Crassus die? How did his son die? Crassus took an army, a Roman army, and he went into a place he shouldn't have gone. And, well, the Parthians were horse archers. And the Romans found themselves surrounded, and the horse archers were firing arrows into them, and the arrows were so strong, they were penetrating the Roman shields. And eventually, they did a fake retreat. And his son chased them, and then they came back to Crassus's formation with his son's head on a pike in front of him. And that, it's actually a very sad tale, and I didn't even know Crassus. And Crassus was a horrible human being. Just, It's a horrible tale, but again, horse archers. Horse archers had given people nightmares, which brings us to the Mongols. And I'm going somewhere, but this is going to come back to us in America, in our cultural institutions and things like that. It's going, I'll explain how, Chris. I know it may not be obvious right now. I'll just, I'll explain. And also another thing, Chris, not to get sidetracked. The Israel trip is coming up in less than a month. I need to learn how to speak Jewish because we're going over there. Do you, oh, Hebrew. Sorry, Chris, Hebrew. I need to learn how to speak Hebrew. Do you know any Hebrew or anything like that? You know some? Do you think we could learn? We all need to learn that. We need to learn some Jewish. Well, how are blessings going to help me? Can you teach me how to order food and say please and thank you and hello and goodbye? You know, fine. I'll learn Jewish from somebody else. Either way, we are going to discuss a bit more history and how it ties in with us in our cultural institutions and our, quote, experts, which aren't really experts, and much more. But 
Before we go any further, maybe the saddest part about that Crassus tale with Crassus and they're facing the Parthians and they're dying and his son's dying. The saddest part is they would have lived if they'd all had hero guns. If they what Chris, if they'd all had hero arrows, you see, I realize the Parthians had arrows of their own, but they didn't have a hero arrow, which shoots a pepper gel that is debilitating. I don't care how good of a horse archer you think you are. If you get sprayed in the face with the hero arrow, you're falling off that horse and you're going to be crying. It's going to hurt. The good news is you, you don't have to worry about the Parthians or a criminal in your neighborhood because you already have a hero gun or a hero arrow, right? And your daughter does, right? She needs one. Non-lethal. Non-lethal. Don't don't need a concealed carry permit. Your wife needs one. Your dad needs one. Son needs one. And if you go to Hero2020.com, you can avoid the fate of Crassus. You just have to use the code JESSE. Hero2020.com. Code JESSE gets you a special discount. Don't die at the hand of the Parthians. Hero2020.com. Code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday, a Medal of Honor Monday. Believe it or not, we have actually all kinds of other news and things that I should be getting to. Instead, we're talking about history because that's what I enjoy doing sometimes. And we're talking about our institutions, how they don't produce experts anymore. And I'm doing that as a setup. I'm using the Mongols because I'm geeking out on the Mongols right now in my personal life, just doing a bunch of reading and stuff like that on them. So back to the Mongols. I already did a setup for horse archers. Along comes Genghis Khan and the Mongols. And the Mongols are, are one of several horse archer tribes on the Asian steppe. The Tartars, the Merkites, the, 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 there's many, many, many. But Genghis Khan rises. I won't go into all his detail. And he becomes the one who unites all of them. Now, I say unites all of them. That might be an... Uh, that might be a too simplistic way to put it. He killed a lot of them to unite a lot of them. A lot of them he would just wipe out the tribe or he would have the entire tribe, all the men, they would have to walk next to a wagon. And if you were above the center part of the wagon wheel, you died. Everyone younger than that meant the child was small enough he would bring them in. The women and children all became slaves. And this leads me to something else we're going to discuss here. And this is going to come back to us and our cultural institutions here in America. Just trust me on this. What I'm about to to describe for you is a completely ruthless society. So ruthless and efficient that I actually find it to be very fascinating, but I probably shouldn't. Anyway, Genghis Khan unites all the tribes into this gigantic Mongol empire of horse archers. Now, there was an advantage. He had an advantage, and the advantage was this. When you were a Mongol, your mother, not your father, actually, your mother taught you to ride at the age of three, and they had a bow in your hands at the age of five. At the age of three, you were on a horse. At the age of five, you were firing arrows from horseback. This is how they grew up. 
This is how they lived. You were a horse archer, so you were already a born and bred stud. They could ride days without stopping. There's a story of Subadai, one of uh, Genghis Khan's generals, probably his best general, if we're being honest, of him riding something insane. I forget the number. I think it was 130 miles in two days. They never stopped. How did they never stop? They had a way of stabbing their horses, who they loved. I keep in mind, they stabbed them in the neck and drank their blood for nutrients. And they spent so much time on horseback, they could sleep in the saddle. The horses, they had multiple. They would all have at least three with them. Weren't tied to them. They would come like dogs and just follow along behind them. I told you these are sweet, fascinating people, right? Crazy people. But that's just what they did. Just hard as nails. And therefore, you could cross huge distances. Anyway, so you were brought up this way as a horse archer warrior. Now, Genghis Khan was a military genius. And he began to do something that was interesting. He began to build a military institution. And this is what I mean by military institution. He had an army. Let's say Genghis Khan had an army in front of him of 90,000 people. The units would be separated mostly into 10,000 man units, and they broke down from there. But then they would combine them into 30,000 man units. But Genghis Khan would always have a thousand man, this is coming back to America, just hang with me, a thousand man imperial guard with him. What was the imperial guard? The imperial guard was the military institution of the Mongol Empire. If you were brought into the imperial guard, it was because you had earned it. And what would happen was, let's say Jewish producer Chris gets brought into the imperial guard. Jewish producer Chris is now not just a Jewish producer of the world famous Jesse Kelly show. When Genghis Khan and Genghis Khan's generals, when they gather around a table for a month on end and they make plans for war, the logistics, the spying, the intelligence network, the battlefield strategies, the tactics, the everything, Jewish producer Chris gets to sit there month after month, year after year, and be educated on it. Time after time after time after time, he would sit and listen to the most brilliant military minds come up with the most amazing military plans. And after a while, this is what the Imperial Guard got to do. It was the military institution. It was the training center. And so the Mongols just started producing these generals who were just all awesome. They just had a fleet of them. Why? Because they had a cultural institution that was designed based on merit. Keep in mind, it was all based on merit. Royal blood meant nothing. They don't care who you were, who your dad were. You show some intelligence, some prowess, some valor on the battlefield. Hey, Chris, get in here. Come into the tent. You sit down. And not only, by the way, not only would Jewish producer Chris sit down and listen while the battle plans were being made, the Mongols would let him speak, especially after a while. If Chris saw something he didn't like, which for Chris would probably be something to do with accounting, Chris would step up and he would say, nope, uh, nope, that's wrong. He could challenge generals. No, that's wrong. This is probably a better way to do that. And they may tell him, no, I disagree. They may even tell him to shut up, but he would not get in trouble for that. They encouraged participation. It was an institutional machine that churned out military genius. 
It thrived on merit, and all of a sudden, it became the finishing school. In fact, the Mongols, do you know the First World War, the German army in the First World War? There are many people, I don't, I'm not an expert enough to say this, but there are many experts who say that was the greatest army of all time, the German army in World War I. Do you know that they modeled their school for their officers after what the Mongols did? If you were a low-level officer, a captain, or something like that, no, no, no. You come sit down with the generals. You learn strategic planning. You learn the big picture. And if we see talent in you, we'll just move you right in and move you right up. Now, what does this have to do with Peter Hotez and America's institutions and expertise? And what does any of this stuff have to do with it? Well, I'm going to nerd out on just a little bit more history because I have a couple cool Mongol examples and then we'll discuss America. And then we'll get to the Muslims beating the LGBTQ demon mob and Barack Obama. And I'm annoyed with Bill Barr and so much more. The Mongols also were excellent at communication. Perhaps you could say the Mongols were the first to use pure talk. What, Chris? Maybe they did. You don't know the technology they had at the time. Maybe they were on the same great 5G network that pure talk's on today. And the Mongols were not somebody who would have bothered to fund Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile because of all the Pride Month crap they're churning out there. The Mongols would have never stood to that, so they would have switched to Pure Talk to have reliable, reliable coverage, reliable service without funding people who hate them. The Mongols would never have done something like that. Would you? Are you doing that? You know you can keep your phone. You can keep your phone number. You know it takes 10 minutes on the phone to switch. You know, if you switch right now, tonight, you save an additional 50% off your first month on top of all the other savings. You save a fortune. Average family saves over 900 bucks a year. Pick up your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.
Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes. Our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs.